2: wwe's backstage reaction to crown jewel has been revealed plus a shocking conclusion to new japan's g1 climax and could top aew and impact stars form an alliance for friday october the 22nd 2021 this is your cultaholic wrestling news The WWE Crown Jewel happened last night. Before we get started, their plane from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia left on time as planned after the event. And they are set to be part of Friday Night Smackdown. Those who are part of Smackdown tonight as well. Overall, in ring, a lot of positivity around Crown Jewel. PW Insider spoke to people within WWE who say they are really thrilled with the pay-per-view. Many saying this is the best Saudi Arabia pay-per-view that WWE has ever put on. Many even saying that this, in terms of in-ring, was superior to WrestleMania this year. Some high-stakes, high-profile matches that kicked off with Edge and Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell, a high quality Hell in a Cell from those two as well. Uh, we also saw the Queen's Crown, well crowned, in Zelina Vega beating Dewdrop, and Xavier Woods became the King of the Ring. Never a more right decision than seeing Xavier Woods crowned as King of the Ring. Announcing as he stood on the podium, "This is for Breeze." Giving a shout to his friend Tyler Breeze as he wears the crown. Something that he's wanted to do since he was a kid. You absolutely love to see it. Just great matches, top to bottom, pretty much. We had a really solid outing between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley that saw Goldberg spearing Bobby Lashley off the stage to conclude that match. We saw Drew McIntyre and Big E for the WWE title put on a really strong affair as well. We saw an Excellent triple threat match between Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. High quality for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And you know what? A main event, even though we've seen it played out many times between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, uh, this one was impactful. It did what it needed to do. And it certainly kept questions in the air about the, the loyalty of Paul Heyman at the conclusion of it. Just overall in-ring an excellent show they broke new ground during the show did wwe jessica carr lady ref jess uh, became the first female referee to work the saudi arabia event whilst mustafa ali and mansoor put on uh, the first all muslim singles match in wwe pay-per-view history an iconic moment uh, that took place at Crown Jewel between those two. Also at Crown Jewel, it was, it, there was a, a real wonderful local connection uh, at the conclusion of that Mansour and Ali match where we saw uh, Olympic gold medalist Tariq Hamidi land a roundhouse on Ali post-match. Big pop from the crowd. Uh, for tariq as well that was really really good to see early reports suggest as well that wwe will be making a return to the kingdom of saudi arabia very very soon looking like the first quarter of 2022 you can check out what happened at crown jewel on our youtube channel right now and a massive thank you by the way if you joined ross and andrew for the live reactions to crown jewel all the proceeds. From that reaction stream, we'll go to Amnesty International. And because of your support, we got to have Andrew drinking a jar of pickles like he's Steve Austin drinking a beer. You can see that on Andrew's personal Twitter. <laughs> Ahead of Crown Jewel, we had the New Japan G1 Climax Finals, Kota Ibushi and Okada. Okada in the main event, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But we had a surprise return before the main event as Shibata returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was back in 2017. He suffered a hematoma whilst fighting Okada at Sakura Genesis, and he was forced to retire as a result of that injury. So Shibata's return was met with absolute shock and joy as he took on Zack Sabre Jr. in a five-minute exhibition there were no bumps taken by shibata it was a very slow paced technical wrestling outing between shibata and Zack saber jr that went to a five minute no contest a five limit five minute time limit draw i think it was more just a case of getting shibata back out there in a very safe manner and just sort of him getting his sea legs again a little bit because he announces at the end of the match that the next time he's there, he's going to be in his ring gear properly because he had these sort of sort of training shorts on for this bit. And he's going to wear his ring gear next time, which suggests a full-time return for Shibata, which is incredible. Uh, the end of the night was the G1 Climax Final between Okada and Ibushi. An incredible match was going down until uh, Ibushi uh, missed a Phoenix Splash landed awkwardly on the mat. Shortly after that, Red Shoes, the referee, checked on Ibushi and then called for the bell. Trainers entered the ring and it looked as if they were trying to pop Ibushi's arm back into its socket. Uh, eventually after seemingly failing to do so he was helped to the back and okada ended the show holding the g1 trophy and now as a result of stoppage okada wins the g1 climax he'll face the iwgp world champion at wrestle kingdom 16 in january now early reports show that kota ibushi broke his arm on that fall it's another bad turn for kota ibushi who's not long back in the ring after suffering a heavy bout of pneumonia we send our best wishes to kota ibushi get well very very soon Former WWE star Enzo Amore has told TMZ that he's joining Major League Wrestling. Now known as Enzo, he's going to be part of War Chamber in Philadelphia on November the 6th. He hasn't signed a contract with MLW, but he says, is MLW going to be a one-off? Absolutely not. Line them up. Knock him down. He's been pretty active on the indies as Enzo. He's been doing stuff at SWE in Texas. He did stuff at Northeast Wrestling. He lost a casket match to Jerry Lawler at Northeast Wrestling. So he's been doing quite a lot of stuff. And now he's a part of MLW. (laughs) Some trademark news. AEW has filed for Watch Your Wrestling and WYW. Not quite sure what for, though. Meanwhile, WWE has filed a trademark for the term Axiom, which I believe was the name of the of the ship in the movie Wall-E. Don't know why. <coughs> Impact Wrestling presents Bound for Glory tomorrow night. One more match added to that card on last night's episode of Impact. We're getting a three-way... Here's a cool
1: fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50 on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: A three-way tag team match for the Impact Tag Team titles. Uh, we couldn't get a winner between Finjuice and Bullet Club's Hicaleo and Chris Bay. So they'll both get a shot at the Good Brothers on Saturday. So this is how the card shapes up for Bound for Glory at Samstown in Las Vegas. We'll see John Schuyler, Falabar, Jordan Grace, Crazy Steve, Chelsea Green to Neil Dashwood all in a six-way to crown the inaugural Impact Wrestling Digital Media Champion. Also on the pre-show, Awesome Kong is going to be inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Well, well deserved, that is. A 20-man Call Your Shot gauntlet match takes place. The winner getting a title match of their choosing when they choose. The knockouts, tag team titles being decided, Decay. Facing the inspiration. This is the former Iconics making their Impact Wrestling debut. Violent by Design are going to be facing Heath and possibly Rhino. Rhino hasn't agreed to be Heath's tag partner at this point. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. The Good Brothers, Finjuice, and Bullet Club, as we said a moment ago, fighting for the Impact Tag Team titles. The Knockouts Championship on the line. Diana Perrazzo putting it up against Mickey James. And in the main event, the Impact Championship to be decided as champion Christian Cage faces challenger Josh Alexander. Big night. For impact wrestling tomorrow night uh, looking ahead to the future Diana Perrazzo told Fightful that she and Dr. Britt Baker from AEW are interested in working together in both impact and AEW as an inter-promotional tag team uh, both Scott Demore and Tony Khan have been approached about the idea and we will see what happens like an inter-promo team that floats between both brands it's not been done why not do it Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. Andrew is back tonight from 6pm BST. It's always a deep joy to spend a Friday night with Andrew. YouTube right now on our YouTube channel. You can check out what happened at Crown Jewel from last night. Plus, you can watch back the reactions from Crown Jewel with Andrew and Ross. The Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast goes live later today as well with Matthew, Ross, and Jack chewing the fat over this week in the wrestling, this bloody weekend in wrestling, and answering your questions from the mailbag. You'll get the podcast in audio form as well tonight, and then tomorrow you get the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. Matthew and I are watching every episode of SmackDown from the very beginning to the bitter end. And you can join us for uh, a watch of SmackDown from the end of 2000 on the podcast feed tomorrow. I will speak to you on Monday. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye.